welcome to Cali Stars Young and Famous with Christina Rule. And I'm Christina Rule. And I'm your podcast host. I think this is the very first podcast for Latinx kids by Latinx kids about Latinx kids. And yes, you guessed it. I'm Latina. My family is in the entertainment business. Movies, TV shows, cable news, magazines. But hey, this is not just about me. This is all for you and the next generation. Meet the young and famous stars who are making their dreams come true. I hope they can inspire you like they inspire me. Hi, this is Christina. And welcome to a new episode of the podcast that makes kids and adults feel like we could do anything. That's how I feel, at least after I get to interview amazing VIPs who are making their dreams come true in so many industries. Today, I'm so excited to meet and introduce you to a flamenco dancer, a movie actress, and a show creator. Her name is Jessica Pacheco. My podcast episodes are like an awesome melting pot of VIPs. Let me explain. I was watching a Hallmark movie on a Sunday called South Beach Love, inspired by a book written by an author I interviewed, Caridad Pinheiro, along with her author daughter, Sammy Pinheiro. And I spotted Jessica Pacheco being amazing in the movie South Beach Love. Next thing you know, I'm spending hours researching her. And she's not only an actress. She dances flamenco professionally and created the show Cuban Tales, co-starring actress Paloma Morales, who you know from one of the greatest Justin Timberlake videos. Okay, she'll be calling any minute now. But first, here is a funny scene from Cuban Tales, written and directed by Jessica Pacheco. In between a crazy Cuban mom, Paloma, and Jessica. God, that smells so good. Ropa vieja, mi niña. Why is it that you always make dad's favorite food when he's not here? It's like a selfie. What are we doing? What? What is this? El filtro clarendón. I'm sending it to your dad so he can feel bad about but he's not here. Oh my God. Mom, his friend's dad passed away. I'm pretty sure he'd much rather be here than at a funeral. I know, but it doesn't hurt to remind him de vez en cuando how wonderful I am. So you're gonna remind him how wonderful you are by making him feel guilty for being at a funeral? That is correct. So now that your father is not here to interrupt our conversations, you think maybe it's time for you to start dating again? Mm, no, I'm not ready. Yes, you are. You're young, beautiful. Now, like your mother used to be. You're gonna look like that forever? Mirame. Thank you, mommy. That really makes me feel good. You know what makes a woman feel good? Teddy bears, flowers, chocolates, babies. Oh my God. 
You went from chocolates directly to babies. You're right. Chocolates, diamonds, <laughs> then babies. Jessica? It is. Hi, Christina. Hi. Um, <laughs> well, um, I know. Well, oh my God. Um, I'm recording. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Wait, way to make me nervous. Ready? I'm recording. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> um, well, I know um, I only have 15 minutes of your time because you are a very busy person. As I have learned. Okay. Um, that's why today's theme is the Porque Podcast. What is it called? The Porque? Yeah, the Porque Podcast. Okay. Um, Porque or why does Jessica Pacheco do so many hard things? Oh my like, goodness. First of all, thank you for saying my name correctly because not everybody says Pacheco correctly. So... <laughs> Ten points for that. <laughs> and points. why I do so I mean, why I do so many hard things. You know, I can't hard, yes and no, because everything that I do, I am blessed to say that I love what I do. So even though it might be a struggle and it might be difficult, um Sunday, I was um, flicking um, through my channels, and I saw you on my TV <laughs> on um, a Hallmark movie, um, South Beach Love, um, based on the book um, <laughs> written by Carida Benyero. Yes, that's correct. Woot, woot. 
very, very, very happy and proud of that moment. That is a, a little stepping stone, I guess I say, for me. And first of all, thank you and your team for not only just clicking through the movie, but tuning in and watching it. I hope you enjoyed it. I definitely did. And I want to know, how did you get on South Beach Love? She's from South Beach. She's from Miami. Okay. Yeah, because you're from Miami. Miami. (laughs) Um, That's right. So I'm originally, I was born and raised in Miami, and my family is Cuban. My parents migrated from Cuba in the mid-60s. But I was born and raised in Miami, and then I had moved to Los Angeles. I'd been up there for about nine years, the past nine years. And then right after the pandemic hit, I moved back to Florida, but not necessarily back to Miami. I'm actually living in a very small town called New Smyrna Beach, which is close to Daytona, close to Orlando. Anywho, not that that's part of your question, but I'm just giving you a little information. (laughs) So, (laughs) um, but no, it actually does have to do with it because a lot of us actors, we move to California to pursue our dreams, uh, you know, to to knock on bigger doors, per se. And it just happened that as soon as I moved back to Florida, this casting opportunity presented itself. Um, and like many castings, you know, we get a lot of auditions as actors, and it's something we learn to deal with, which is rejection, which not... I don't think anybody likes rejection, but we just have to learn to deal with it because it comes with this career. Um, And, you know, it's just another audition. I looked at it and approached it as any other audition. It just so happens that I had gone camping that particular weekend. So I was in the middle of the woods with very little reception, and I get the call from my agent that I have to put myself on tape because these days we put everything on tape. You don't have to actually go in to the casting office a lot of that, a lot of times. So here I am camping, haciendo hot dog, hamburgers. I have no makeup, no hair products because I'm camping, so you don't need any of that. And I was literally, I was literally camping. I wasn't glamping, como dicen por ahí. I was camping. And I go, well, you guys, I, I have to put myself on tape. So I had my friends and my family that were with me there. I was like, well, you're going to hold the camera steady, steady. I didn't have my tripod. Nobody's going to talk. Mentira. They're Cuban. Everybody was talking. Oh, my God. I know. It was crazy. Pero nada, que you have to do it. So I put myself on tape. I sent it in. I told my agent, listen, I'm very sorry. Please forgive me. It's not that I'm trying to be unprofessional, but this is the best I could send you right now. I'm in the middle of the woods. (laughs) And that's the way the world works because, you know, somebody else could have said, you know what? I'm on vacation. I'm on holiday. I don't have time for this right now and not put themselves on tape. But I did. I did it. Y gracias a Dios que I did it because I immediately got a not even a callback. They just went straight to booking. They oh called my and booked God. me. I know. I know. It was amazing. And and then when I found out that my brother in the movie was going to be William Levy, my beautiful mother, Caridad Ravelo, my father. O sea, the cast that they gave me as my family, I was just, wow. First thing I did was call my mom and I was like, okay, siéntate. Wait till you hear. <laughs> wait till you hear what just happened. This is legit. Yeah, wait so, till you hear who my new family is. I know, exactly. <laughs> and... um so to answer your question, I, I, I told you the long story, but short story, nada, una audición, got the audition, put myself on tape, and booked it. Well, that's amazing. And I have a picture pulled up right now of you um, 
I think, in front of a tree. Okay. <laughs> so I don't okay. know if that's you um, camping or... Oh, my God. I wish I knew which one it was. Am I wearing green? Um, I don't know if it if I could call it, like, green, but if it is you camping, you are so pretty. Oh, <laughs> thank you. You're so sweet. Gracias. <laughs> De nada. And, um... You, you, so you have like, um, beads on, like, the surrounding where the neck hold is. You have beads. Yes, 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 yeah. I think that's the, the picture I was talking about. It's like a, like a little olive green thing I have wearing. Yes. <laughs> no, that looks like I was camping, but oh no, that was actually, that was a couple years back, just a little fun photo shoot I had done to get some new headshots in, and funny enough, my agents at the time, well, still, um, my agents kept telling me, we need your pictures not retouched. They didn't want glam, and I kept telling them, I, I am not, I am not retouching them, I'm not glamming. Que me eche un poquito de mascara and a little bit of gloss. I have to, un poquito, please. Yeah, you wake up that way. Oh, yeah, let's go with that. Sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> um, you gave me the whole um like story of how you got on South Beach Love, but I want to know how you how did you become an actress in general? Okay, to begin with, yeah. So <clears throat> I must say I was probably about maybe ten years old when I started doing a uh, TV commercials. Uh, I'm like I ten. Said, you're 10? Yes. Wow, double digits. Woo woo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you're more advanced than me at 10, let me tell you. You are no very, way. very talented. No, that's not true. <laughs> well, no, I guess 10 is a good lucky number because I'm pretty sure that's when I did my first TV commercial. And like I said, my mom, she put me in all types of extracurricular activities. When I was in school, I was doing ballet, jazz, tap, piano, acting, drawing, you name it. She oh let me do it. She was just letting, yes, exactly. She was just letting me explore you know, the different arts uh, to see which one I was drawn to. And definitely acting and dancing were the ones that I that I cling to. So, yeah, about 10, I did my first TV commercial. And then after that, in Miami, I was in Miami. I kept auditioning, kept auditioning. Um, and then as I got a little bit older, I ended up doing a couple of telenovelas for Telemundo. Um, so I did a little bit of the drama and then, and then I headed out to Los Angeles, like I said, to start knocking on hopefully bigger doors and trying to enter the American market. Because even though I am, um, you know, officially American, I was born and raised in Miami. Uh, I was always typecast as Latina sometimes depends who I was talking to. People really didn't know where to place me. Because I have a, I have green eyes, I have tan skin, my hair is kind of light, depends what hair dye I buy. And <laughs> usually, usually it's a little light, so I couldn't, they couldn't fit me into the mold of what Hollywood thought a Latina was. I didn't have brown hair, brown brown eyes, that wasn't me. I wasn't the voluptuous, va va voom. So it was a little difficult. They, they didn't know where to place me. I'm not Latina enough, and I'm not American enough. So I tell you all this because what happened when I was in California was I was not not letting 
not giving up, but starting to feel a little like, what's going on? I did this move. Nothing's happening. The doors aren't opening as I wish they would have, you know? So I kind of decided to create my own door, which is when Cuban Tales comes to play. Oh and I know God. you. Yes, I know you've watched it, and I am so grateful that you watched it, and I'm so happy that you liked it. Yes, um, I love you and Cuban Tales. And um, I love your mom in Cuban Tales, Paloma Mole... Morales. Yeah, Morales, sorry. Trust You're me. fine. I know yes. how to pronounce it. I just like straight up <laughs> forgot on the spot. <laughs> I love it. Yes, Cuban Tales was, I call it, it's, it, it, it was and still is my little baby. I was there in, in L.A. and I said, I got to do something, you know. I can't just sit around and wait. And I said, you know what, stop waiting and let's start creating. So one day, it wasn't even paper and pen, you know, it's your phone now or your computer. I just started typing away, uh, kind of based on real stories. Every time I would talk to my mom in the morning, we would talk every day on the phone. I would talk to her and she would come up with the randomest things, as Cuban mothers <laughs> do. She would say things that I'm like, Mommy, I can't, nadie te entiende. I know nobody understands you except me. And I said, I got to start documenting this. This is too good to just let it be. Y, y nada, I started writing away something that I never knew. I knew I loved writing ever since I was in high school. I would love writing short stories. I loved English class. But I never considered myself a writer until come Cuban Tales. And I just sat down, started writing, and I couldn't stop. I just kept going. It's and amazing. Then I said, Say, oh, thank you, Mama. And then I decided, well, no, I've written it. What am I going to do? Wait for someone to, to film this, to produce this, to direct this? Nah, let's do it. So I found my team, friends of mine. We all got together. Um, una, como dicen, un sacrificio, because it was all out of pocket. And, and I did it. I filmed it. And that's what opened my door to actually getting a better agent for casting directors to see my stuff because I didn't have enough material for people to say, see what I could do. So that's why I say Cuban Tales is my baby. It opened a lot of doors for me and I hope it continues to, si Dios quiere. I love the one where um, you are sick um, and then um, the Paloma um, puts Viva Poru um, on you and... <laughs> And then she, once you're starting to feel better, Paloma gets sick. Yes, um, and then we took it even a step further. After Paloma gets sick, then the, the dog, dog got sick. I know. <laughs> I love that one. Gracias. I, um, while I was researching you, I also saw that you um, are on Flamenco Tropical. <laughs> Yes, that's correct. Flamenco Tropical is actually my own dance company that I uh, started and created. Uh, it's grown. It's grown now since I since I was in California, but now I'm back in Florida. It's actually a bi-coastal, you know. Well, it's a national company, uh, but I have a cast in California, a cast here. I have people in New York. I have people in Chicago. So um, yeah, uh, Flamenco Tropical. It's a mixture. In a nutshell, it's a mixture of traditional flamenco, lo que es eh, la rumba, Gypsy King style rumba, and Cuban boleros, because I am a, a lover of Cuban music, uh, so I had to integrate that into my show. Um, well, you said that you made flamenco tropical. Um, exactly. How did you like come up with the idea of 
that? A flamenco tropical. Well, here's the thing. In flamenco, like, uh, fl- flamenco can be very can be very Puritan. Like uh, uh, old school flamenco artists, when they stick to flamenco, they stick to flamenco, and they don't vary from that. And I respect that, but I also respect that I have my own culture and my own talent that I could add to that. So if I love flamenco, but I'm also good at dancing salsa, and I love my Cuban heritage, why not put it all together? So that's kind of where the where the flamenco tropical concept started, and then meeting amazing musicians. <clears throat> singers, guitarists, percussionists, other dancers that are in the company as well. And we just all added our little flavor to it. And yeah, it's kind of me thinking outside of the box of flamenco and making a little fusion. Like, you couldn't chose to be, um, like, you couldn't chose hip-hop or anything, but you chose flamenco. I'm on my way to ordering the castanets. Um, and can you explain it? Um, flamenco, and can um, a 10-year-old like me learn it? Absolutely. I'm telling you, I think 10 was the magical number. Um, <laughs> when I was 10 years old, again, was my first trip. My parents took me um, to Spain for the first time when I was 10, and they tell me that I was just in awe. I was completely enamored with the flamenco dancers, with the flamenco music. Uh, they took me to the tablaos, which is the traditional uh, venues where they dance flamenco in Spain. Um, and when I came back, my mom immediately put me in in actually classical Spanish dance classes. That's what I started with. And that's where you use castañuelas or castanets. Um, a little fun fact, my mom actually was a flamenco dancer in Cuba. <gasps> oh my God! Yeah, many, many, many years ago, my mom was a dancer in Cuba. Um, and then obviously when she moved to the States, many things changed and she couldn't continue with her career. But to this day right now, my mother goes around Miami. I'll give you guys the information later. She goes around Miami, and if there's uh, a Spanish club or a flamenco show happening, she has her castanets in her purse, and she will bust those castanets out and, like, hit it. She's amazing. (laughs) That's so cool. And is it, it like, the dance um, with the bull? Okay, so yes, yes. Um, I, the the traditions of the bullfighting, the matador, the bullfighter, um, if you see his costume, that's what the male flamenco dancers in classical Spanish dance would wear. Oh now, God. things over time, yeah, things over time obviously have changed. Things People have gotten more modern. You might see men just wearing slacks and like a shirt. But my dance partner, Jose Junco, actually, he's in Miami, but he's from Madrid. He has always kept very traditional and pure to, to his flamenco roots. And he wears the whole bullfighting jacket, the tight pants. It's amazing. Um, Actually, speaking about bullfighting, it's sad for me. I have been to two bullfights. One when I was little just because I was in Spain, and that's what you do. You pass by and see it. And I remember I cried like a baby just because, when what can I say? I'm a lover of animals. Um, And then the second time was in Quito, Ecuador, where they do the Feria Taurina, which is the famous bullfighting festivals. And they hired my group to perform there. And little did I know that we were actually performing on top 
of the bull ring. So as the bull oh. fights are happening, here's my team up on top performing. <laughs> it, yeah, it was You're crazy. Like, yo, yo cerraba los ojos. I was like, oh my God, I know what's going on down there, but I can't watch. I can't watch. <laughs> You're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, concentrate on the choreography. Concentrate on the choreography. No, 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 no. Okay, um, this is the, this is the cuatro, also known as fourth, um, question. The porque question. The fin, the finale, the final, the no final. No bull dies here. No bull dies here, no. <laughs> <laughs> bueno, finale for this one, but hopefully I get to talk to you again. <laughs> Definitely. Um, okay, so... Um, while I was researching you, I also saw that you're a voice actress in Coco. Correct. Yes. Voice acting is something I got into, um, when I moved to California. Um, it was kind of like, it started like a side job. It was something I started doing. I started dubbing a Spanish soap operas and Brazilian soap operas into English. So I started my voiceover career with dubbing and then that opened the door for me auditioning for other voiceover, um, roles and Coco came along and I was part of the, uh, they call it the ADR, uh, loop group. Um, so my brother kind of teases me. He's like, listen, I don't see you in Coco. I'm like, no, hermanito, you're not going to see me because I am talking. No me vas a ver. He's like, but who are you? Are you the leaf? Are you the tree? Are you the rock? Quien eres? My brother's a, a little prankster. Oh uh, but anyway, <laughs> anyways, um, the point is the ADR loop group, what we do is a, if you see scenes that there's a big crowd, for example, in Coco, in, in the, the land of the dead, donde están todos los muertos y están celebrando and there's a big party and we're all like cheering and rowdy and woo, you know, eh, happy for Ernesto de la Cruz that's going to sing all those cheers and all those applauses and all those hoorays or what have you. I'm somewhere in there. Uh, they put 16 people in one room and we're all improvising what this group of people might be saying. So that's exactly what a loop group, well, I know what a loop group is. So yeah, that was a, a very proud moment for me to be in Coco. And then the last one that I just did uh, a loop group for also was the movie Cry Macho, which was directed by Clint Eastwood. So those are my two little shout out to fame in the VO world. Um, can I watch that movie? Uh, cry macho? Yes. I, I think so. Don't don't quote me, but I think your mama could check it out. It's on Netflix right now, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. Well, I'll definitely see if I can watch it. Um, and can you do the voice like that you were in Coco? Like I know there's not 16 other people. No. But... Yeah. Of course. That's fine. So I'll give you a little scenario. Um, in Coco, there's the famous Ernesto de la Cruz, and he's wearing his big Mexican hat, and he's on top of the stage, and he's singing his heart out, and as soon as he walks out, the loop group and all those people that are there, try, I'm going to try not to scream, but I did scream, went, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Sí, Ernesto, órale, vamos, Ernesto, tú sí que puedes, te queremos, Ernesto, te queremos. Oh, oh my God. 
Well, that's yeah. me tuning into my Mexican accent the best that I can. <laughs> well, you should be performing on the stage. Tan linda, thank you. <laughs> okay, thank you so much. You are just complete amazing. Christina, you are amazing. I love your talent. I love your energy. And I am so grateful that you called me to be on your podcast. <laughs> I'm grateful that you are on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and did I leave anything out um, of the Por Que podcast? N- not that I'm aware of. If you think of anything else, you know my number. <laughs> I was wondering, um, why do you do it all? Because like, it's not easy. Um, so why do you do it all? You mean like why haven't I maybe just stuck to acting or to voiceovers or just to dancing? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Like I said in the beginning, these careers, be it acting, voiceover acting, or dancing, are are careers that are difficult. We go back to the, the, the initial word you said. They're hard. They are very hard careers because you might be very high at one moment, you know, on top of the world, and then the next week you're waiting for your next job. You don't have a steady, you know, paycheck coming in like if you were a lawyer or, I don't know, a plumber, whatever, something that you have a steady thing coming in, not our jobs. <laughs> our jobs are we're always waiting for the next opportunity. So for me, it has really helped me that I can kind of juggle from one to the other, one to the other, and it's kind of like a little backup. So, like I said, I was, I'm was i still on my South Beach love, you know, uh, trip. So happy about it and so ecstatic about it. But I'm also mm-hmm. planning now my show that's coming up, my Flamenco Tropical show for November 13th. Yeah. So I see, I go tanteando one thing and the other, and I just don't like to sit around and wait. Like I say, don't wait, let's create. I, I'm going to use that. I, can I use that? Absolutely. I think I just came up with it today. Let's do it. <laughs> Yay. Oh, my God. You're amazing. Um, where, can we fi- where can we find you and where can we see you next? Okay, so if you like want, uh, something simple to remember would be uh, my website, which is jessicapacheco.com. And if you want to see my dancing, you can go to Flamenco Tropical. Com. And anybody who wants to watch Cuban Tales, please visit cubantales.org. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Have we seen 15? Yeah, um, I think I've seen, of Cuban Tales, I think I've seen, like, 15 or 20. Oh, my God. Thank you, guys. I have fans. Gracias. <laughs> no, gracias. Oh, my God. You are amazing. I'm going crazy. Oh my god. Well, um I will um I will um say Well, I will say you are amazing, the best and just everything else. Thank you so much. And um you are also going to be our next VIP judge um in our next giveaway. And oh my god, yes! Yeah, I'll explain um, more about it later, but right now we gotta wrap up. Because, okay, because I know Christina, you're so busy. I, I wanna tell you, Christina, you have filled my heart with joy today. Thank you so much. You too! Thank you so much! Bye! Okay, ladies. Thank you, bye!
Oh my god. Bye, lindas. Bye. Bye, adios. Gracias. Yay, I'm so inspired. Don't wait, create. I'm putting that on a mug. So it's true. Jessica Pacheco does it all. She acts with William Levy for Hallmark. She dances flamenco for Flamenco Tropical. And she writes and produces Cuban tales with the famous Paloma Morales. And she's a voiceover guru in Disney Coco. And she auditions without makeup while camping. Go to Jessica's Instagram page for all updates at I am Jessica Pacheco. I A M J E S S I C A P A C H E C O. Thank you for listening to the Porque podcast. Now we know Porque and how Jessica does the impossible so well. And I did a podcast all thanks to my supporters on my Patreon.com. I love my supporters slash patrons because they keep the Catalina Star's magic going. Thank you to Stephanie, David Brody, Tammy, Steven, Caridad, John, Alexander, Thomas Salesman, Vincenza, Isa, Luidin, and superstar King Mike. Join the fun and look up Catalina Stars on Patreon.com. Your name is listed in every issue of Catalina, which you get in the mail when you're a patron. And please check out my Instagram page for behind-the-scenes footage of today's episode, at Christina Aru, C-R-I-S-T-I-N-A-A-R-E-U. All of my Instagram pictures and videos are now taken with my new Gab wireless phone, made just for kids. Gab is safe. It has no time-wasting apps, and just in time for Halloween, it's GPS, camera, video camera, and more come in super handy. Get a Gab phone for way less than other phones. I cover my phone plan with my itsy-bitsy allowance, which reminds me, I have to talk to my mom about upgrading this allowance of mine, but I digress. Did I mention I have my own phone number? And I'm 10! Now if I could only memorize it. Wait, do people even remember their phone numbers anymore? Oh, and you could use Catalina as your VIP discount code. It's C-A-T-A-L-I-N-A. Catalina. For the rest of October, you'll get 30% off. And you could listen for a special week of spooky fun with my new Halloween podcast series. Just for kids. We have trivia like, do you know the top 10 ghost towns in the world? We do. And the best movies and books for kids. Oh, and who could forget monster music? From the Monster Mash to I'm in love with a monster. It's nonstop fun with my sister and me. And before I go, go to Catalina Mag for our podcast giveaways. In honor of Jessica Pacheco's podcast, we have three autographed books by the author of South Beach Love, Carida Pinheiro. And Jessica Pacheco is our VIP judge. In the second giveaway is the Mechanics Loops and Turns 130-piece set for kids 8 and up. That includes you, Steve. You know who I'm talking to. And our VIP 
judge is none other than Acapulco's Fernando Cadza. Don't forget to watch his show and his Instagram page. No one dances slave for you better than Fernando. Except for Brittany, of course. Please enter! Did you know our last winner said she wasn't going to enter because she said she never wins any contests? You have no excuses. Okay, that's it. Thank you. Bye!